It's the slightly crunchy mom cast. Slightly crunchy mom cast. Where our discussions are based in evidence. And we try to maintain our relevance. But two drinks in, and we try not to lose our. It's the slightly crunchy mom cast. Slightly crunchy mom cast. The slightly crunchy mom cast. Hey, hey, hey. This is the slightly crunchy mom cast. This is a podcast podcast with research-based parenting information from a real-world perspective of two moms just trying not to lose their shit. Hey, do you like our podcast? Let us know. Take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. This will really help us out. Now let's get started. Today is episode 29, and we're talking about postpartum sex. Hey, did y'all enjoy that new intro? We did a little role reversal. Holla. Because I always intro and outro us. I am Whitney. I am a nurse in the Mm -hmm. ICU in rapid response with a master's of science in nursing. (laughs) And I'm Brittany. And I haven't taken a shower yet today. Oh my God, you're so disgusting. I'm so disgusting. We're talking about postpartum sex. Yeah, I thought it might be appropriate. Because you don't shower? I don't know. I'm just trying to be you right now. You're I'm gonna. Great I'm this. gonna. G- <laughs> this, is, this is not. I'm giving the random facts. <laughs> you haven't showered. Yeah, you I haven't showered. To the pool, though. Listen, 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 listen. Here's the thing. Yeah, talk to me. A lot me. of women they don't shower every day. I do shower every day. Oh, thank you for. I do. patting yourself on the back. But sometimes women, I you am. know, like dry shampoos, the whole thing. Oh, I don't wash my hair every day. Do you wash your hair? Every I day? wash my hair every day. What is wrong with you? Nobody I you apparently have issues. Oils. No, my hair doesn't look good if I don't do it every day. I use a lot of product. You literally work from home. How good does your hair have to I got to be on camera. Don't underestimate that. Do you have to be on Zoom? Every single day I'm on Teams camera. Every single day. I got to be camera ready. It's annoying. It's, it's quite irritating. In fact, my company just sent me like a, a little zip up that has our... Um, company oh, name on it mm-hmm. and i'm really happy about that because if i ha- get caught on the fly and i'm just wearing like a t-shirt or whatever i can just put the jacket on do you wear pajama <laughs> pants as your bottoms i know i don't i actually do get ready like and people give me shit for that because a lot of people like just wear yoga pants i actually wear jeans or shorts or like jean shorts or whatever um because so so early on in like the pandemic you know i was Getting up, I was getting dressed, I was going to work every day. Mm-hmm. And there was a minute there that I wasn't taking a shower in the morning and I was just like kind of rolling out of bed in my pajamas. And like the, the problem is that is this a slippery slope? So, like, if you start your day that way, the next thing you know, you get busy, it's 5 p.m. and you're still in your pajamas. So, I sort of learned like I needed to get yeah. up, get a shower, get dressed, put my makeup on. So, I definitely do get dressed, but I don't get, I don't wear, like, business casual. Like, if I was in the office, like, I just wear, like, jeans or whatever. Brian used to wear pajamas all day. And mm-hmm. I don't, this is a thing for me. Okay? Me too. I I'm hate it. Up about, and I don't I hate like it. that my kids do it. So, I ha- like, me too. This yes. Is a thing. So, like, yes. I would literally go up there and be like, hey, baby, like, is there any, like, can you, I don't like, like it. Please. And so after, because he worked from home before the pandemic, and so only a couple of months we've lucked out there. But I was like, is there any way, like, it just seems so lazy to me. And so now he does, like, yeah. get up, 
put on the same pair of cargos with his same t-shirts. Yeah. But at least we're not wearing pajamas. Yeah, no, I get dressed. I have to get dressed. I like to get up. I like to get a shower. I get dressed. I get my coffee. I go to work. So so the thing is, I think if, and, and a lot of people have more appreciation, myself included, for it now. But before, like, working from home, I think people thought, oh, you work from home. You don't actually work. That's, it's not Who's true. Th- nobody thought that. I might have thought that a little bit. Oh. Um, <laughs> That's what your judgment is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like the truth is, is you get everybody that works from home knows you get sucked in. So I come up into my office at like 830 and sometimes I log on, of course, before that. And it's like I don't look up for a minute because it's like I'm just dealing with thing after thing. And it's so funny because we're all in like this new age of like virtual whatever. And uh, it's true. I mean, it's like I'm head down a lot of days until, like, I look up and it's lunchtime and then it's, like, 3 p.m. And it's just, um, like, I think Whitney asked me today, do I get bored or no, what did you say? I said, does this space ever get annoying to you? Oh, yeah. Because you literally sit in the In my same... home office. Ugh. Yeah. And the truth is, is now it's no different than a normal office. In fact, like, the difference is, is if I ever have downtime at work now... I'm home, so I can go outside, I water the plants, I throw a little laundry in, I unload the dishwasher. So no, it it doesn't, um, because you actually have more freedom working from home, but Brian that's a, not today's topic. Brian has a bed in his office. <laughs> I got a treadmill in mine, but I don't I use mean, it anymore. used to use it all the time. topic, there's a bed in his office. Oh, bounce what are you drinking hey i'm drinking a bourbon and ginger what are you drinking i'm drinking a if nothing else it's a 13 14 dollar beer from new high rolling thumb it's actually really good i mean it's definitely cheers to that yeah okay wait but that was the other let's try that again boom we gotta get better at this you have to get better. I'm fine at it. Oh, God. There you go. <laughs> so, if you are not in the thick of it, this might be a little bit of a weird topic to you. But if it's applicable to be to you... Anybody with children has had sex. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're specifically talking about sex postpartum. So, like, after you've had nine, 40 weeks, nine months of pregnancy, you had the baby... Tore you to shreds, because oh like, <laughs> like they do, or you had a C-section. Either way, they tore oh, you to shreds in a different way. Really beautiful. Um, it's really a beautiful, beautiful gift of life you were given. Beautiful. But now, uh, it's been six weeks, and or eight weeks. Or four. Or whatever. And you're thinking about getting back in the old saddle. <laughs> and the saddle don't look like it used to look, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, and this this topic came to us because a coworker that listens to us recommended us doing um, body image, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of we how we roll this into postpartum yeah. sex because that's right. If you've had a a baby, your body doesn't look the same. <laughs> Does it feel the same? Also, Does like added element. Um, you know, your husband was probably in the delivery room, so we saw things he can't yeah, unsee. Yeah, we talked about that. Where I'm like, please don't watch the baby come out. Which, like, like, listen, long term, my husband saw both of my kids come out, and it didn't do any long term damage. So you're good to go on that. Oh, end. men have a one. Men have mind. a bounce back. 
They got to bounce back. They don't care at all. So when I looked into this, I found that when I was looking at the evidence behind it, there's evidence that sexual function declines during pregnancy and doesn't return to its baseline during the postpartum period. Mm -hmm. So it's very common. Yeah, it's very common (laughs) for women who before they were pregnant and then had a baby to not quite reach where they were before and there's a part of this that's attributed to the changes in your body image the fact that you have lack of sleep there's tension and urinary stress and there's also a there can be a significant worsening in sexual areas including lack of vaginal lubrication difficulty reaching orgasm vaginal bleed or irritation after sex and then loss of desire and let's not ignore the elephant in the room that there's also an infant that literally is sucking the life out of you and needs you every minute of the day and is probably in the bassinet or in the bed with you. Yeah. So there's a lot of things. That was the elephant in the room. <laughs> that's not what I thought you were going to go to. But yeah, uh-huh. There's also a newborn baby that's included oh, in this. Oh, boy. So Whitney and I are both two kids deep, so we've dealt with this twice. Um, so I don't know. Whitney, what guidance would you give on this? Well, I think, first of all, so when we talk about all those different things that you are feeling after postpartum, know that this journey, quote unquote, journey journey is going to be different for everyone. And so what your baseline sexual relationship was with your husband, or let's say intimacy, because some people, you know, intimacy is very different and it's not just sex based, but your intimacy level was prior to having like being pregnant and having a baby is going to also guide what you're going to be post that right so like it's not fair to compare yourself if you're someone who likes sex let's say once a week and that was like working for you and your husband to compare yourself to someone who like is you know going at it six times a week and then being like why is it postpartum that like i don't have the drive that they have well you never had the same drive to start Mm -mm. out with right so i would say that first of all keep your baseline in check okay and then second of all i would say when we look at all these different symptoms just know that they're all um every woman will experience them in some level or whatever you just may not feel very sexy yeah i mean you talk about vaginal dryness so like so I'm That's weird. I'm relatively close to this. I'm like 10 months postpartum and it's funny because uh, I think it happened more so with my second pregnancy that like when I was pregnant, man, I'll be honest, I didn't like my body. I mean, I was like big, I felt big, I felt uncomfortable, I felt yeah. unattractive and like people yeah. were te- like I'm a relatively small person. Mm-hmm. Um And people were like, oh, you're so cute, pregnant, whatever. And I'm not saying that to, like, whatever. I just didn't agree with it. I felt big, and I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, Then when I had my baby, it was like the, I'll be honest, like the last thing I was thinking about was my body. Because, like, I was just breastfeeding, and I wasn't sleeping, and everything is, like, about this baby. And then you sort of come out of that cloud and you don't really recognize yourself as yourself. And in my experience, I didn't like start feeling like myself until like six months postpartum. And I'm going to tell you that day, and I think pe- most women that's had a baby will probably identify like that, f- that f- moment when you finally recognize like, man, like I'm back. Like, that feels really good. You're like, you know, I'm not pregnant anymore. Like, I'm, I'm back. I was telling Whitney, we, we went, to pool, went to the pool today. 
um, this time last year I was very pregnant and, uh, I thought I was just going to like, I was probably about eight months pregnant and I thought I was just going to hoist myself out of the pool using just the side, not the stairs. And I physically couldn't do it this time last year. And damn it, I tried. I tried and I thought it was hilarious that I couldn't do it. But this year I did it, right? And yeah, I'm like, great. and I told Whitney, I'm like, I can do this again. And she doesn't care, but no, it was I, a big thing for me. I was, was like, and like, I was so proud of you. <laughs> I'm going to give you a shirt. That's like, I pulled myself I can, out of the pool. I can hoist my body now out of the pool. Um, well, and I mean, I think your body changes sometimes forever. I mean, I was working not too she, long ago. Yeah. And um, I was wearing a shirt. We got these shirts because some people donated money to us. I don't know why. And the ICU, so we got these shirts. And mine's a little snug. It's a little snug. And so I, you know, I went and got some food. And the lady, I was like, yeah. She's like, how are you doing? I was like, I'm tired of this. She's like, oh, are you expecting? <laughs> and I was like, no. Which, like, don't ask. Why are you And that's asking? what everyone says to me. But at the same time, I was like, well, I mean, because she thought I was pregnant, it's fine. But I was like, no, I'm just, like, really bloated right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I mean, I work out kind of a lot. And I was like, well, no, it's just, like, where I'm at right now. And, like, When you know, he calls was... me after this, I'm like, I can't help but laugh. And I know that laughing is <laughs> no, me. I mean, I and the care. reason why I laugh, too, is because, like, Whitney is not fat. Like, she doesn't look but pregnant. I, mean, I wanted this lady that was like, are you expecting? This lady's got to be a dumbass. I'm sorry. Well, no, I mean, I did look... In her defense, I i mean, I looked down and I i could see it. Like, I mean, I, I was in fact bloated. I mean, what I was saying was true. I mean, I work, I eat like crap when I'm at work. I, I work, I eat, mind your business, damn. I, like, I, I mean, like, I've had two children. Like, it's not as tight. Well, he is, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so it's hard sometimes to feel sexy. Yeah. When, like, oh, I feel like, you, girl. You know, like, you're just, what you know, what's going on, right? So not I, only is it hard to feel sexy, it's like hard to like, in my point, it's like think about anything, like thinking about sex to a certain point. Like once you get to like that first few months, man, it's not on your mind. It wasn't on my mind. I was, you bleed. Okay. So just like, to be real, like postpartum, I should remember because I literally, it just happened. But you bleed for, well, do you remember how long? Well, you can bleed intermittently for a few weeks afterwards. Like four weeks. And it's not uncommon when you have sex for the first time to have, like, there's vaginal tears, and so you might experience some fatigue, vaginal gyneous pain, and a little bit of bleeding. It's not it going to feel not great. Last, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. It should not last long. You know, and... My, first time. You know, that vaginal dryness, like, I always think back to this time. So my family has always been, like, they're real open about everything, <laughs> right? So I'm, like, at my parents' house, they're old, and I'm like, I pull out the bedside thing and I see this thing of KY. Oh, dear God. And I was like, Mom. I, was like, I said, Mom, what is this? She was like, well, it's dried up there now, oh you know. Oh, my God. So, of course, I'm like. Excuse me while I get a vom. So then, fast forward a few hours, my brother comes over with his wife and um, they bring their dog Timber and we're not thinking of anything. And then I'm looking, I was like, what is Timber chewing in the yard? Oh God. I was like, what is this? So we go out there and clearly I had forgotten to shut the door for the vaginal dryness, you know? And so I go out there and Timber has KY all over her paws. Oh God. It's all over her nose. And my brother <laughs> is like, oh God. She's like, what can I say? So like oh, every time I like think about that, I'm like, I think to that moment where I'm like, Oh God! Oh God! But we—you do experience that as well after yeah. having a baby, not just yep. through menopause. That's true. And so that's kind of 
yeah. disheartening and feeling oldish. So I think like when you think about having sex postpartum, like first of all, you wait until you need to wait, okay? Until you feel comfortable. Then at that point, like take some time. I'm going to advise that you have a glass of wine, maybe two. You have like... Or beer because I don't like wine. Well, whatever. Just relax. Well, let's just clarify. You can okay. also have beer. Well, do your thing, girl. Yeah. Just re- relax. Some weed. Understand just that weed. it's going to take a little time. Uh, don't like, you know, you're not going to go like gangbusters here. Let's just take some time. And then also like realistic expectation, girls. It's not going to feel great. Well, I At mean, least in... Okay, let me rephrase that. In my experience, the first time postpartum for both my kids, it didn't hurt. It just is not what you're used to. So probably. when you look into the research on like what people are afraid of, that is a big one. Is like, will it hurt? So there yeah, are some hormone pain. changes. We already talked about that. They could make it tender, um, especially if you've had an episiotomy or a tear. True. Um, my tank tore, so we had to get <laughs> stitched up down there. So you can ease some of this discomfort and this um, stress kind of related to it if you... Take a pain reliever if you do have it. You can use lube. um, And you can experiment with different things as well. So, like, you know... (laughs) It's my chair. Your chair is just going crazy. sorry. But, like, you can experiment with different things. So, remember that intimacy doesn't always equal sex. So, we talked about that earlier. Like Go slow. Lean into it. You can... I mean, you could be, like, holding hands on the couch. You can read a sexy book. We talked about that Whitney does this often. You can masturbate together, you can cuddle, you can watch I'm sorry, I'm 14 laughing at masturbating together. (laughs) Yeah, you should be beyond that. There's just other things. What I was just saying is like, you don't necessarily, even while you're waiting four to six weeks or even eight weeks, you don't necessarily have to have sex to have intimacy with your partner. So, you know, postpartum is a very odd time because especially if it's your first child, everything is changing. Uh, So for me as a woman too, I was always like constantly worried that the kid was going to cry. So even if they're like in their own room, in their own bed or in their bassinet, whatever, I, the monitor was just a constant like point of anxiety. Like, because I, because all day my job was just taking care of the baby all day and night. Yeah. So it was hard for me to find time to relax. Yeah, and I mean, so you brought up the six-month thing. So a study looked at um, how long until people resume sex, and there's two different ones. So that there's a study that looked at when people went back to having sex, and it was out of Australia. And they said that 41% said that they resumed vaginal sex within six weeks. Oof. 65% did it within eight weeks. Yep. Um, 78% were within 12 weeks and 94% by six months. And actually there was a study that looked at resuming it back to where they would say it was like within their normal activity. So like we said, it it may change. And 89% said that within six months it had returned within its normal activity. So that's awesome numbers, but also that means that there's 11% out there that are going to take a little more time. and, And that's okay as well. You can go back to our other topics of back rubs and masturbating <laughs> you're gonna laugh again there it is <laughs> cuddling watching movies reading some of the books i've suggested no, yeah i mean like you know there's all kinds of stuff with in context of your marriage and all that's fine i, I think the moral of the story for me is like don't compare yourself to other people don't feel like you gotta rush anything but at the same time be sensitive like to the needs of your partner 
But also understanding, like, you just had a baby. That's a really big deal. And I think there's pressure sometimes to get back. There is pressure. I mean, I will be straight up with this. Like, Brian and I are a very physical couple. That's kind of how we are. We've always been like that. Um, And so a little bit of me, when it was, I was thinking about having to wait for six weeks, that that was hard for me to swallow. I'm I'm not going to lie about that. Like, because... You know, I can start seeing, like, he's getting cranky, like, I'm getting cranky, we're starting to rub, like, fr- <laughs> rub each other wrong, we're getting, like, <laughs> friction, and those kind of things, and I'm thinking, like, oh, okay, I know what's going on here, like, okay, like, well, I know what needs to happen tonight, and so, like, that, it did, I mean, honestly, it's something that people don't think about, but when it's such an important piece in your relationship, it can feel a little bit hard to, like, how do you bridge this gap where something is very, very important? You have a new child. You want to connect with your husband so much because you're really leaning yeah. on them. And then you don't know that your body and, and the nature of is... the relationship changes. Yes. And so, baby. like, yep. it can also be stressful because you know that, like, you need them and this is a way that you connect with them. And that's why I would say, like, you can lean on some other techniques if you're not quite ready yet, but you do need to have the conversation. You just need to go ahead and realize that, like, you know, this is something that we'll have to, you know, eventually get there, but you don't have to so, get there by six weeks because the doctor says it's fine. Yes. So, so yeah, the doctor gives you strictly a medical clearance. There's all kinds of things happening, you know, from the shoulders up that you need to be aware of. And, and you know, the therapist in me wants to tell everyone out there, like, the biggest part of this is to have communication with your significant other. So... You want to be talking about the place that they're in, the place that you're in, and try to understand one another, understand needs, understand desires, and kind of come in the middle of that. Because, you know, the woman is obviously the one that had the baby, and your body as the woman is the one that's going through all these changes and healing at the same time. Uh, you also have, like, this the hormone shift. Um, if you're breastfeeding, you know, that's a whole other thing it's like something like your breasts that might have been sexual at one point or are now off limits or maybe not maybe you're into that and that's fine too um all of these are things that you need to have a conversation about what you what will get you into trouble is assuming that your partner knows how you're feeling and what you're thinking and vice versa because or, that's not no one's a mind reader or getting frustrated when they're like coming at you groping you right because, because that's it, been I the mean, natural that's been the natural I mean my friend when we, she was listening to her episode about breastfeeding and you know in the keeping the fire alive and she was like yeah she was like you know my husband did that he like she just had a baby, like, came up and squeezed my tits and a little bit of milk came out. And I thought to myself, this is not where I'm at. No. <laughs> this is not where I'm at. I'm like, oh, my God, that's hysterical. Yeah. But, like, their mind is in the gutter. Constantly. So, like, you having a baby doesn't take their no. mind out of the gutter? No, it doesn't. They're trying to be respectful. No, I'll be honest. It's going to give you about a week. It will yeah. give you about a week because they've seen some things. They're feeling very they gotta, fatherly. They, they're PTSD. <laughs> yeah. They're feeling very fatherly. But, like, it's going to be before you know it, your ass going to get grabbed again. Right? And like, you're going to be like, what the hell? I just took a baby off my tit. Right? I mean. What's it, happening? It, you have to communicate. And they're actually pretty understanding, usually, as long as, like, you, they, they're just... And I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to say this. If they're not understanding, screw that. Because you're the one that pushed the baby baby out. Exactly. You can't really screw that much. (laughs) (laughs) But I I feel 
I but mean, really, really though, I think the biggest thing in my mind is like communication and trying to like meet in the middle. But um, just no, it's a thing. Like I feel like these are the sort of things that people don't talk about, which is like postpartum, the issues surrounding postpartum, sex postpartum. It's definitely like a <laughs> like a I don't want to say a milestone, but it, it it's something to overcome. It's like that first time. And I'll be honest, like there is as a female for me, there was a lot of tension around. Whew, the first time you're going to have sex after you have a baby. And it's it really, for me, it had nothing to do with my husband. It had everything to do with myself of, like, how is this going to be type of thing. And, like, it sort of became, like, I just got to get through it because I get through the first time, and then it's not the first time anymore. Well, you know, you what know I mean? and, like, for all those men listening, I was reading this study, and I didn't write it down, but I thought it was hilarious. It was during this period of time, the six <laughs> weeks, that women are way more likely to be giving oral sex to oh. men than they were to be receiving it. And so I was like, of course. So, like, you know, there is that upside for men is that there was a study that they increased <laughs> nah, it by girl. Like three times. Sure thing, but uh, also no. Well, that's Also, true. if you don't... <laughs> Oh, I got like a what? lot of other things to be doing. I'm just not so concerned with that. So one thing I want to say, and I <laughs> loved this phrase. I guess I love this phrase. It says, Some co- sex comes back because of a conscious effort and energy, not time passing. So I just want to give this small caveat because one of the things you share with your significant other that you don't share with anyone else is sex, unless you're in an open relationship that <laughs> probably is different for you. But moving on. So it's one of the things that you share with them that you don't share with anyone else. If you are finding yourself being six, nine, 12 months out and you're still having an incredibly low sex drive or it's just not even close to what it was before and it's causing friction in your marriage... You have to put energy into it. They say it takes 30 days to create a habit. I mean, it it sounds crazy, but like there has to be some energy that's put back into that. And relationships take work. So it's not that the passage of time makes that you get back to normal. You also put some, a conscious effort into it. Yes. So, so the therapist also in me wants to say like, sex is no different than any other element of your relationship. Um, Postpartum or otherwise, like you have to communicate your needs. You cannot fairly expect your partner to be a mind reader. Um, you have to communicate how you're feeling because otherwise there's really no way that your partner knows that, right? Like fairly enough. Like if you don't say how you're feeling, they don't know how you're feeling. And so I do understand that can be uncomfortable to, yeah. to try to share like how you're feeling, especially in a in a sexual situation. But um, especially like postpartum when like or hormones are come into play. Yeah. If, if you guys are just more distant because your focus right. has been on the child. Your focus has been elsewhere. This is a new thing to navigate. And so really like communication is key. So please lean in, please, please have that conversation. Um, you'll definitely be glad that you did have that conversation, especially, if, you know, you have a partner that is, um, warm and open to that sort of thing. Um, but the communication has got to be key in these situations. And I mean, it, everything is going to be a changing system. So your body will change all those kind of things. But I mean, I will ask my husband all the time. I'm like, do you know, like, do you notice this over here? Like this looks a little bit. And he's like, I think you look beautiful. (laughs) He's like, you look great. I mean, a lot of stuff that we feel is honestly not at their forefront of their minds. Yep. A lot of times what we're <laughs> feeling and what we're insecure about, they haven't noticed. They have no ideas. 
and they don't agree with. And listen, I'll be honest, and th- this doesn't necessarily even relate to a sexual topic, but like I will be so worried about things, and then I'll think they're an issue, and I'll bring them up to my husband, and turns out they're actually not an issue at all. Yep. And and that is like so comforting to me, and I feel like that's the benefit, you know, of a, of a relationship in that regard. And so, what you're thinking might be a problem is. Probably not a problem. And if you keep that little stuff like in your little fucked up brain, you can literally (laughs) think about it in some way. It's going to grow. And it grows and And grows and grows. And then when you talk about to someone, you're like, wait, wait, does that sound crazy? And they're like, yeah, girl, you are crazy. All right. So the moral of this is get get it oh no it's oh you're gonna take it out wendy roll reversal right so hey (laughs) thanks you gotta wrap it up okay i'm wrapping it up ready hey (laughs) thanks for listening to today's episodes if you like to give us feedback provide topic suggestions or tell us your own little funny stories you can reach to us reach us Reach out to us at slightlycrunchymomcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. What's up? <laughs> we post weekly reminders of new episodes and some funny stuff just to make you chuckle at slightlycrunchymomcast. No, there's no dot com. <laughs> or even better, buy us a beer. You know we like to drink. Donate via buymeacoffee.com slash slightlycrunchy. As you might have heard, my oh-so-talented... <laughs> Friends, Friends just might write you a custom song. Hello. All right. Today was a little sloppy, but we hope you're into it. I thought I was good. You were so good. Okay. Until next week. Wait, no. What? No. Mm-mm. So I get all these compliments all the time about Britney's voice. They're like, Britney, is, she's got that radio voice. And they're like, you're a well, bit nasally, but it's my allergies. She's medicated. I'm so medicated. We'll be back to normal next week. Bye, Bye guys.